Well, hello, ladies, and welcome to Woman to Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hankson Lawrence, and I'm glad you've decided to join me on this journey towards wellness. Well, this space is created for you to inspire, to uplift, and to empower as we journey to be that God-ordained woman we have been created to be. So if this is your first time listening, welcome. And for a regular listening audience, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you. And today's shout out is to the women of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yes, ladies, you have been showing up. You've been downloading and I certainly appreciate you. So again, shout out to all the women of Bridgeport, Connecticut. So today we have a special guest with us. Her name is Crystal Day. So Crystal is an award-winning author, uh, Amazon publisher as well, podcaster herself of the Diary of a Jesus Girl, and she has her own publishing company, Daylight Publishing. So Crystal, welcome to the show. Hey, Denise. I'm so happy to be here. We have had so many amazing conversations. Um, so I'm just looking forward to, you know, what God will do in and through this session. Yes. And I need to tell him that you're Yadi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamaica in the building. <laughs> we need that hot sun over here, girl. <laughs> So Crystal, it's such a pleasure. Like you said, we've had some conversations and oh my goodness, they're just really empowering and impacting and our spirits definitely connect into um, doing what God has called us to do. So I introduced you with all those different aspects. So we're going to dive into some of it today. Um, you are indeed an award-winning published author. You know, I'm an author myself, but I don't have the award winning. So, I mean, I'm like, wait a minute, girl, you got to tell me some of the tricks and trades about doing that now, <laughs> but definitely congratulations to you on that. Congratulations you. to you on your coaching business. Congratulations to you on your publishing company and stuff like that. So, but all this is great. And we give God thanks for that, but What's Crystal? What's the story about Crystal? How did Crystal get here? So Debbie, you know, I always like to ask persons which which side of the story you want, how far back you want to go, because you know, um, life is just dynamic. Um, so I could start from you know me growing up in Jamaica, what that dream was like, or I could start from oh, you know, when I got saved and sanctified and Jesus cleaned me up, you know. <laughs> so you tell me, what do you think, your listeners? Listen. What aspect is it? that you want Listen, to hear my listeners know that denise will be straightforward and truthful and as transparent so i want you to do the same thing okay <laughs> so let's start from the beginning what was it like you know growing in up in the caribbean in jamaica and what was crystal then and did crystal see herself here all right so um, so as I mentioned, I grew up in Kingston, Jamaica. I uh, tell people I grew up in, you know, the toughest communities in Kingston, Jamaica. So I grew up in Maxfield, um, what we call jungle or Jonestown, that section, right? right. Um, so my my reality was that a lot of the young girls get pregnant, fought, drop out of school, a lot of the boys um, get involved in gangs and guns. Um, and that is what the reality was around me. But, you know, I, I give God thanks for the amazing parents that he, he blessed me with. So from I was a young age, especially my father would always tell me that education is the way out. So while we were poor growing up, um, 
I think we were rich in love. Not wow. think we were rich in love as a family. So you know, from I was very young, my father would always you know just tell me that I could be all that I want to be. You know, um, he was very strict, <laughs> right? So there are certain things I just wasn't exposed to until years after. Um, I managed to go through, and I'm the eldest of. Um, well, my mom, my mom and my dad had four children together, and then she's now married, and we have have a lot of sister, right? She's fourteen. Okay. Okay. Um. So. When growing up, as I said, you know, while we knew that we did not have it, everybody around us didn't have it until you reach high school, you realize how much you didn't have it, right? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> now everybody on the same level, right? Yeah, now you're in high school, you're meeting people that attend prep school, and you know, so you kind of realize, okay, there's just so much you didn't have in terms of material things. Yeah. But what I could say is that I was a big dreamer. I was always a big dreamer, always saw myself doing um, big things. I didn't know what that big thing looked like, but I knew it would have been impacting and helping persons. Um, you know, I went through high school, cut the story short, I went through high school, excelling high school, graduated the top girl at the school that year. Um, then I went to what sixth form, 12th grade for one year, realized that I like my parents just did not have the money, right? right. I was just struggling to go to school, um, barely have lunch money. Most days, you know, I, I you just didn't have the money. So I decided to go and work at 16 years old and decided that I was going to um, send myself back to do my degree because I always like I had this dream I had to do a degree right, right. Um, but I knew my parents could not afford it and of course I was like finish high school so I'm like I need to be the one that go and work because they can't take care of me again because we still have brothers and sisters you know um, so I got a job at um, 16 years of age you know I, I went back to school and I you know took my time I got my degree um you know and grew the carpet ladder so that's the that's the nice side or that's the the dreamer side of me but then the other side that I like to be very clear about is that you being me being very smart in terms of book smart me being um you know very driven because I always right. wanted to go into politics um because I always again because I grew up in the inner city I always felt like I, I was called to help people okay. and politics was the way to do that right I didn't know any other way outside of politics so um you know I decided it was gonna I was thinking about being a lawyer you know just kind of trying to navigate what you should do in terms of career right. but um the flip side is that growing up in the inner city also exposed me to a lot of things and I wouldn't say because it's in the inner city alone but being in Jamaica is a very sexual culture yes, I mean, yes, now yes. the world is a very yes. sexual world right? Right, right but right. um the music that we listen to the things that we're exposed to so I was very promiscuous right mm -hmm. um you know I had more than one boyfriend at the same time I'm having sex outside of marriage um and not caring anything about that because me a party girl I'm I feel look at you know hey, when I touch the road yeah me have yeah, clean, yeah, yeah. Goody, right goody. Good, yes the, yes <laughs> yeah. you know the thing that it is you know it right um but then I think what, as, as I navigate through um, life, I kind of always, I, I didn't grow up in church. I visited church every now and then, um, you know, every now and then I remember this pastor, he, he always believed in me in terms of, because I was very good at math and, you know, he would always, um, asked me to help him with you know tutoring he used to tutor me first and then when I finished he would ask me to help him tutor others and stuff and you know he's always trying to pass the Paul I love him to death you know 
yeah. he's always trying to share the gospel with me and I would all and I remember and he also bring it up so often I remember telling him pastor we say we say terminal come me and I give up sex none at all <laughs> that's what? exactly what I told about stronghold stronghold I'm like pastor no 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 this tastes good right now right <laughs> listen probably when my all <laughs> you know but um i i digress to say you know um when there comes a point in your life that you feel like you have achieved so much yeah and then you realize no matter how much you achieve there is still something missing come on and i tell people um how i came to christ there's no one let me say this there's no wrong reason to come to christ no that's it so whether you feel sick and then you decide to you know you want a healing or whatever it is there's no one wrong reason what is the, when you come to christ is what happened after that after, are you exactly. open to yeah. really having a relationship with him no i came to christ because i had two boyfriends the two of them left me and i remember going to church one sunday and the pastor was preaching about the love of god and i remember sitting in that service and i'm like hmm. if i choose jesus if i choose to accept this love of god then I wouldn't be seemingly searching for this love in from another from men, other, right. from men. Yeah. yeah and then also I didn't like who I became because mm. the fact that you know I'm a bright girl I'm climbing up the, the corporate ladder why is it that I'm entertained why why do I have two boyfriends you know right. um why is it that I got myself into that position so I was very I was very embarrassed about who I became and the truth is people would not know that like, wow. like based on how I look and mm -hmm. I am successful, you know, this ghetto girl should make it kind yeah. of thing. So on the outside, I look fine, but in, inwardly, I didn't like who I became and I decided to give my life to the Lord. But the truth is, again, oh another, um, I want, this is not a lesson that I want to share with somebody that's listening. If you come to Christ and you're not willing to change and become mm. who he has called you to be, then you'll go back to who you were. Right, because, because you're attached to that thing already. Right. So you when I came, yet. Yeah. listen now, Denise, when on. I came to Christ, um, again, within about three to six months after I got baptized, I was back at the party. I was back with um, the man, right? Mm. Um, mm. I got back with one of them. So I was still with him having sex. And guess what? Who got pregnant in church? Of course you. <laughs> right so home girl got pregnant in church um and then this again and you see when the word thank you holy spirit you see when the word of god tells you that god is always chasing you yeah like the prodigal yes. son yes. so to the world i got pregnant i should be kicked out of church but for me when oh, i sir. got pregnant i ran to god because i'm like so you ran with the belly. So I ran, I ran. I tell people the third person I told that I was pregnant was my pastor. When I found out the Saturday, I booked a session with him. And the Monday I go and tell him that, listen, I'm pregnant. This is etc. Right. I wow. like, I don't know. There was just no shame because for me, one, I knew that there are many other girls in the church that were having sex. I was just one that, one got, that caught, got caught. Right. right? <laughs> so, um, two, I remember the pastor, there's this thing in my church that you had to, when you get pregnant, you had to go to the audience in front of the church to go and tell them that you're pregnant. And this is another lesson. Listen, I'm, I'm teaching you all some lessons, you know. Yes, I, I want culture, it to be. Culture and tradition. Something, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
when everybody was like, no, you shouldn't go up there. Don't go and tell anybody, you know, that that's, that's embarrassment. But I'm like, my pastor said something to me. He said, Crystal, if you go and tell them before the belly starts showing, right? It you means own your that story. You own your story, Come on, right? Girl. What are they going to talk about when you already tell them? Right. And I remember I went up there and I told them and the love that I received from that church, you know, I tell people when I woke up from having my, my daughter in the hospital outside of my mommy, that she was the first person to visit. The next person I saw was my pastor and his wife at my bedside. Wow. Praying with me, embracing my daughter. Right. Wow. And I know that's why, because I wasn't afraid of this being ashamed, being ashamed for what? Like God already saw my sin. And if I work that out with him, right? I have nothing to be ashamed of. So I share all of that to say, that's how my story started. Um, I, a few years after, you know, I, I bought my own home. I, wow. I got a good job. Yeah. And Listen, buying my own home was 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 Jesus. Like it, I, I didn't save any money. That's a testimony we'd have to give another time. But wow. tell you, it was Jesus. Like Jesus opened a door for a 24-year-old to own her own two-bedroom apartment. No picture. This girl, remember, I grew up in the inner city, so I grew up in Bordos yes. outside toilet. Okay. Yes, yes. This was yes. the first time I'm living in a house with concrete with inside bathroom and at 24 and at 24 i'm gonna tell me jesus not real it's not anything that i have done and not exaggerating jesus opened that door for me and why because i believe that he saw in my heart i was by now i was trying to please him i was trying to please i like it was hard, but I was trying to please him. But I eventually, um, in 2013, the end of 20, I was engaged to get married because now, you know, you're like, okay, you're a Christian, you have a child, um, this guy love you, you need to get married because more have some sex and more have yeah. it legally yeah. right <laughs> put a ring on it put a yeah. ring on it. <laughs> um and i knew that he loved me but there right. was just I, I started to pray about it and i didn't feel like this was what the lord wanted me to do in terms of marrying him and you know um just ending that engagement was really a hard season and i remember wow. in that time just seeking the lord about my purpose mm. and uh, you know he started to just say instead of seeking purpose seek me and all things will be added unto you and you know i surrendered my life at a party (laughs) i was at a party wait wait wait. did you say you surrender your life at a party yeah so i re-surrendered because remember i would have baptized yeah yeah, yeah, i mean that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah. Yeah. so i was at a party party. i was at a new year's eve party with my friends and i remember sitting there and i was like i don't want to do this anymore wow i didn't want to do the party anymore I'd given up sex a few months before and I'm like, and to be honest, partying was actually harder for me to give up than sex. Really? Me, yeah, it was. Cause I was a part, I've been partying from, I was like 12. I've been going into club from, I was like 14. Like oh, that's it, what I'm known for. Like, like splitting out the. <laughs> hey, listen, 
Dirty white. Listen here. Don't judge me. No, sweetie, listen here. Okay, my mom tells a story all the time. My mom tells a story all the time. All right. And all my friends that I grew up with in Portmore, they know. Listen, I'll be on the sound system spinning on syndicate. Okay. All right. Then he's, you're not talking the truth. You're not listen, talking. Listen. Okay, baptized at 12 Wyman Street Pentecostal Church. But girl, when I was 15, I was spinning on the syndicate dance. Oh, what you talking about? My mom saw a circus. She said, who's in the middle of the floor? Hello. Mm. Bless the Lord. This is why we connected so good. We are, we're, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but um, yeah. So January 1st, 2014, I said, I was sitting at a party. I remember saying to the Lord, you know, just after today that is it yeah this is it i am ready to serve you wholeheartedly and um yeah since then you know i've not turned back i've not turned back it's been a it's been a fulfilling journey yes but um it's been a struggling journey but honestly i would say yes to jesus christ all over again you know what i love about what your story you just share because my my mantra, my motto, my everything that I say on my podcast all the time and for my life is that there's therapeutic value in shared story because you never know who else is going through. And there's somebody that may be listening and feeling ashamed of anything that they've had in the past and afraid to even come to Jesus because of the sin that's in their life that's so evident that others can see. But here's the beauty. You were able to unmask. You're saying, you know what? Enough with the pretense. There's no need for me to pretend. I am just going to take the mask off. Listen, I'm pregnant. That's it. End of the story. I'm pregnant. It is something coming and I'm pregnant. So I'm going to show up now. So you didn't wait and you owned your story by going first to the past and saying, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And this is it. Right. And at the end of the day, look, look at where God has brought you from and look at what he's doing to God be the glory. I mean, 24 owning a home. What? Never heard of. You know, like that's not something you hear on a regular basis. No, especially your upcoming from Jamaica. No, not at all. You know, and um, you know, you being authentic and saying, "Hey, I struggle with this. I struggle." And you made a key point when you said, even though you came to Christ and you surrendered to Him, because you did not detach yourself from those old ways, it pulled you right back. Right back. And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't realize that. So speak to someone, how do you, what, how do you really detach from the things that you feel so connected to that are really separating you from God? We know what the scripture says about, you know, separating, but how it's, it's easier to say it than it's actually to do. You know, um, the truth is it's scary to detach, um, especially because, you you would have already found comfort so for example the friends that i would have had you know i mean many of them we have been coming from high school or you know my community girlfriends um also the person that i was dating at the time we were probably together like five years you no know, on and off you know very unhealthy relationship um but mm -hmm. it's comfortable like i know him he knows me like it's comfortable um but I would say in terms of detaching, one, I think it starts by praying and asking the Lord to give you a desire for him, a deeper desire for him. Um, so I had to ask God for the desire to love God more right. than I love the, the man. Because me, wow. I tell you, Denise, me, they love the man. 
like yeah so when bruno mars said i will catch a grenade for you i mean with a mean bruno mars did a sing boat you, right? you dive down upon the grenade my girl listen like, no me that catch a, the grenade um and also just be again feeling belonging with my circle yeah. i had to get to a place where i started to pray and ask god to give me a desire to love him which is love jesus more than i love this man wow I had to ask for the desire because it wasn't coming easily. Um, secondly, I started to envision what my life would look like if I walked away from that to what I could walk into. So I started to think about, okay, if I could be a godly mother, what would that look like? Wow. What would, what would it look like if I walk in purpose? Hmm. What would it look like if I walk away from that party world and truly wholeheartedly live for God. And honestly, let me put this out here. I wasn't even thinking about ministry. I didn't even know because one, the church that I attended, they didn't really believe that women should preach and all of that. I didn't even see myself preaching, speaking, writing books. Like the vision wasn't even so, so big. Big, right. Wasn't the vision that big yet, was, right. No, it wasn't that big yet. It was really, can I be an example to my sisters and brothers? Wow. Can I be an example to the girls in my community? Can I be an example of somebody that walks away from a relationship that they know wasn't beneficial to them? That, that, like, that's, like the vision was small, you know, in mm. my head, but I want, I, I got that vision. Um, the third thing that I would say that somebody would need to do is to start feel themselves. So, so in, the thing is, in, when you're in the world, you're feeling yourself with things to keep you there. So right. you're listening to certain kind of music. Right. You know, when, once you listen to certain kind of music, you always feel like you want sex. You always feel. Yeah. So replacing that with godly things. So I started to read blogs about, I remember typing in, in literally typing Google, why I should not have sex before marriage. Wow. Because <laughs> wow. I could because for me, I already have a child. So mm -hmm. no Christian man is going to want to marry me because I'm not a virgin. So I had to go to a place where I started to feed myself godly blogs, listening to YouTube videos, feed, read the word, re buy devotionals. So I had to find a way to feed myself godly things wow. so that my desire for earthly, worldly things decreased because both of them can't exist. So whichever one you feed, that's the one that grew. And I, once I started to do that, the truth is I didn't have to tell any friends, oh, you know, I can't be friend with you anymore. Like it just started to, they just kind of started to realize that I'm different. If they are gossiping, you know, I was like, all right, I'm checking out of this conversation kind right, of thing. Right. Um, you know, and of course it, it came with backlash because you're like, oh, so all of a sudden you're this, all of a sudden you're that. Because they know your story. They know yeah, your story. Like yeah, so all of a sudden yeah. now you think you're all that. Yeah. You think yeah. you're better than us. But I, I love what you just said just now. You didn't have to announce this. You didn't have to wear a sticker saying, okay, I'm changed. Yeah. The evidence was there. The evidence yeah. was there because you were intentional about your growth. Yeah. You were intentional about moving towards purpose. You were intentional, even though it appeared to you that small, it was bigger than you thought. It's bigger yeah. than what you've seen at the time, but you saw it at a small thing, but look at where it has brought you now. Yeah. 
And at the same time, like you said, the key word about you wanted to grow. So what you feed is what will grow. Yeah. So you then wanted to be on a different environment, a different soil. And so you then planted your seed by planting seeds inside you, reading blogs and stuff. This is powerful yeah. because a lot of people struggle and they don't know, like, how do I get there? How do I? you first have to want it? You have to have the desire to want more. You have to have the desire to want better. You have to have the desire to want to grow in whatever area, whether spiritually, financially, uh, professionally, or anything, you have to have that desire. It starts with that desire. And then when you have that desire, you go for it. You have to take action towards it. This is some great life lessons here, girl. Listen, woman. I think Listen. I think just to re I just want to repeat to somebody that sometimes the desire won't come naturally because no. you would have spent years already having a mind of you know that is already just toxic. You understand? So you already so I personally had to pray for the desire. And even mm -hmm. as a believer, I don't know gonna say for a believer right now you're feeling like you're stuck in your christian walk and you're like why is everybody growing why is everybody doing things and i'm stuck the truth is you have to pray and ask god for a deeper desire for his hmm. word and then you have to get up so his desire then you have to develop a discipline so when the desire grows you develop a discipline to do what you need to do My so god. You make sense here, pray for the desire, you feel desire, but you're still making excuses why you're not reading the Bible, why you're not reading the word, why you're not praying a little bit more. You have to develop a discipline, right? Um, so I just needed to share that part. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because you're right. It's about discipline. It's like when you have an action plan and you don't put action to it, you know, like yeah. what's the point? You have yeah. to put action to the action plan. Thank you so much of that. You wrote a book recently. I mean, well, you're writing how many, how many books you have by now? Let me just get that correctly. How many published books do you have as we speak today? Ladies, you're not, you're not, you're, you're making me blush. I don't like it. Um, so I'm at nine. So I'm you're at, at nine. nine books, okay. Because um, right. I released so. one recently for Lent called a 31 day devotional. Um, draw closer to God devotional for women. Um, like you, like you mentioned, I'm, I'm very practical right i don't believe in this ear theory um christian walk because mm. for example when somebody says stop having sex how do i stop having sex come and on so nice so you have to do something practically so um the draw closer to god devotional that shares 31 practical ways for you to draw closer to god right wow. um so that's the last one but continue your question uh, the one i like you see i didn't even know about that one so i have to get updated on my on my amazon here because <laughs> the last one i have is um their insecurity and i love that because it's a woman's guide to release self-doubt and boldly activate your god-given gifts and the one well the whole thing is good itself but my favorite one so far is chapter one accept your identity i love it because a lot of times we don't know who we are. And because we don't know who we are, we're not able to walk in that fullness, right? We're not able to walk in that purpose because we have no idea what our DNA is. And I'm talking about our DNA in Christ. And a lot of women, we have lost our identity or our identity was stolen from us, right? Robbed and raped and misused and uh, mistreated even in our youth. So now it's like, who am I? And for some women too, their identity was in a man. 
their identity was in a spouse that, you know, uh, rejected them and abandoned them. Their identity was in a job that they got fired from. So now that they don't have the job or even older women, their identity was in their children. So the children leave home and now they're like, who am I? They don't know who they are. What prompted you to write that book? Um, so uh, their insecurity. So one of the things um, and all the books that I've written is almost like a buildup of lessons from I came to Christ, right? From living a royal reality, um, I discovered my purpose and worth in Christ and empowered for such a time as this, I, I learned about what obedience really looked like and, you know, how to move from living lukewarm to being hot and then their buildup. Now, how it, their insecurity came about um, two, two, two reasons. One, um, so as I mentioned, I'm the eldest. My, my mom and dad have we had four so the last child my mom and dad had um she her name is Anayoka and she was 21 years old and mm -hmm. she died in 2018 and when she had fell ill in 2018 you know by now in 2018 I'm you know I've written quite a few books I'm speaking I'm full-time entrepreneur and I remember one day we were driving and she said to me Crystal what would you know, what, what, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Mm. So I was like, mm, I don't know. Um, but she said, like she was saying, you know, I'm so proud of you of always going after your dreams. And she said, cause by now she was a little, she was sick, um, yeah. but she was doing a little better. And she was 21. And she said to me, you know, I wish that I didn't allow insecurity to stop me from going after some of the things that, you know, I would have wanted to do. Wow. even at 21 and I remember saying to her you know um and this is a conversation where I'm in the car and you know I remember saying to her you know the truth is even though I've done a lot there are so many times insecurities punked me out from going after things you know I remember just you know jobs that I could have applied for you know even how I promote my books or promote my business because I didn't want people to say this I didn't want people to think that you know and I remember we in the car started to laugh and we said, so we said, dear insecurity, bye, right? Wow. So it was, it just came to me as like, oh, you know, let us write a book um, together about their insecurity. So we started to kind of outline the book. It, it so happened that she died the December, right? Mm -hmm. So we were having that conversation probably about the July thereabout, and she died December. And my that dream of writing that book died because I was like, right. I'm not writing a book because it was supposed to be us. Fast forward to how it came to life, though. Um, many of us come into Christendom, and I found two, I found when I came into came into Christendom, I found that women weren't dreaming. Mm. I, f I felt I felt like Christian women were just settling, yeah. and them a lot because I'm a big dreamer from when I was small. I realized that a lot of the times they they punk themselves out of going after what God wants wants for them because one they feel like they don't believe they they, they don't deserve it right. two they feel like you know who am I to get it three people would have spoken ill against them about it so um I think that their insecurity came to life because I'm like you know why why am I not going after all that God has for me why yeah and yeah. It, I remember seeking the Lord about it and he says a lot of women think that the way to get over insecurity is confidence 
So conf and he's like, no, boo, no, Chrissy. No. The way you the antidote for insecurity is identity. Yes, girl. Because when you know who it. you are in me, Woo! then you know that you will deserve the best that I have in store for you. Come on. When you know who you are in me, then you will know that you're the head and not the tail. Come when on. you know who you are in me, it means that um I own a cattle and a thousand ills and no good thing I will withhold from you. Crystal, when you know who you are in me, you know that the word of God tells you that everything that Christ has done, you have access to greater things Woo! you shall do. Crystal, when you know who you are in me, you will know that you are royalty and you are coheres with Christ. Crystal, when you know who you are in me, no, you shall not lack because I'm a God that walk in abundance. No that is what you Come on. No good thing will you be told. So Come that on. is when you will be able to walk out insecurity because insecurity tells you you're not enough. Insecurity yeah. tells you that you don't deserve. Insecurity tells you you're not worth it. But guess what? I, you are so worth it because I went to the cross to receive everything that you have it, that I have in store for you. I love Woo! you just like when Girl, the Lord started to me, here. when the Lord started Boy. to minister that to me. Then yes, yes, God, my God. I, let me give you a secret. Up to about last year, say about August, people would see me on social media. Oh my God, she's publishing so much books. She's a, you know. And I remember saying to a friend, the funny thing is, people don't even know that what I'm putting out there is fifty percent of what I'm capable of. Woo, girl, hold it right there. Hold it right there. Let it let let it marinate for a minute. Let it marinate for a minute. God is awesome. Let me tell you something. I can identify with you because the Lord had to remind me. He said, for too long, you have been tossing your pearls before swines. And what they did was to rip your pearls up and then come to rip you up. And now that you're showing up, now that you're going through this process of rebirth, many are saying, who is she? Not knowing that you've been around for quite a while. Not knowing that the gift was already in you. And a lot of women are going through this even now. Even now. Because what you have, you haven't even fully deposited yet. You're just still given half step. Because he has so much more in you. You are, you are somebody's destiny helper. You are called to a nation. So we're better look out. They better Listen. The table is big, it's spread, it's a buffet thing. We all can eat from the table. Ain't nobody competing, ain't nobody comparing, ain't nobody have time, should have time to be living in imposter syndrome, but to be themselves, to identify who they are in God and your identity is in God. Go ahead, girl. 50%. Listen, 50%. Listen, Go ahead. And I'm sure you and anybody that's listening can relate. To being that woman that everybody thinks that you have it together, but in your mind, you know that if I just push a little bit more, Ooh. but there's something scary about what if I actually succeed that way? What if, and I think that was a part of it. Like, what if I do make a six-figure income? Mm. What if I go on a certain stage? Mm -hmm. And that fear of success, you mm -hmm. know, would come. So, yeah, like that's how their insecurity came to life, um, yeah. you know. And me, I, I just want to give my sisters the permission to go after all that God has for them. That's it. 
That's how we come. I'm, 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 I want to give you, and I, in it, of course, I share practical tips. So, you know, um, dealing with the unforgiveness issue, right? Having a vision for yourself, um, you know, just sharing, defining success God's way, right? Um, just sharing the, the different um, tools and practical tips that the Lord shared with me to help me to become, I mean, then he is, I'm a little girl from Maxfield Avenue. <laughs> no. Boo, you're a diary of a Jesus girl. Woof. You are Crystal Day. You are Amen. Daylight Publishing. You Amen. are God's gift, God's chosen. You are your Amen. daughter's mom, your mom's daughter. Everything. You are called for such a time as this. Amen. You are such a beautiful soul. I'm so excited I get to know you, girl. Listen. Thank you. Thank you. And Thank how you we came about to, have to shout out Rena Rose here. Yes. <laughs> and I want somebody that's listening to this podcast, you know, um, I know every time Denise, before she click record, she prays that you as the listeners will not just be inspired by our stories. I know and it's my desire, her desire, that when you listen this, it gives you permission to be as awesome as you need to be mm. to show up in this world as you know you can be. And that's why we share our stories, not for fame, not for, you know, like we, yeah, because we want to give you the permission to do the same. You know, Crystal, I'm going to ask you something. At the end of the podcast, I always challenge the women uh, that are listening to what I call a call to action, you know, and like you said earlier, just now, um, the purpose of why you do what you do, but speak to someone as you feel right now in your heart, the Lord is leading you to, and just encourage someone that's listening in any area that you feel the Lord is telling you right now to speak to. Um, I think I'm going to speak to somebody that's in their comfort zone. Um, there's nothing great that can come from your comfort zone. And that's the truth. Um, you have to you have to give yourself permission. And you hear me keep saying permission because what I find is that as women, we we spend so much time dealing with affirmation of others. We want the permission of others to do whatever. You know, I want my husband to say, go, my, I want my child to, I want my mom. But here's what, boo. Your child, your mom, your husband, everybody, they already see the greatness in you. They see it. You are the person that's punking yourself out of the greatness that's already in you. So here's my thing. My call to action is grab your pen, spend mm. a 30 minutes today and write down that dream that you have on your heart. It's not too big. There's, it's not too big. The Bible tells us that God owns a cattle and a tons of his, um, the world, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Listen, write that dream down. And I want, once you write that dream down, I want you to now go and be practical. Google, YouTube, what's the first thing you need to do to achieve that dream? Is it to write a book? Is it to start a business? Is it to um, start an offering or, a, you know, a, a nonprofit organization. There are enough information out there. But baby girl, believe me, woman of God, woman of impact, woman of faith, God's daughter, Jesus girls, God has so much in store for you. And I am praying that this will bless you to get started on that journey. If you're already on that journey, a time for level up. Hey, level up right level up right a, a, a chapter in the book is called level up your faith level up your faith so you can receive more where you are at is not where god wants you to be he's always calling us for more god bless you 
Oh my goodness, girl, I love you. I love you so much. Listen, tell us where we can um, uh, tap into some of this greatness, this awesomeness, this anointing. Um, I know for a fact you have a podcast yourself and it's called Diary of a Jesus Girl, which I might say, you probably don't want me to say, but I'll say it, was also a number one on the chart in Jamaica. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so yeah. congrats to you on that. So you yeah. have a podcast that you, you're just authentic with a couple of friends. Sometimes you go solo. Sometimes you have friends yeah. and your interviews. They've been great. I've listened. I've caught up. I've, I've caught up. Ooh, thank you, daddy. I'm, I'm up to the thirties now. I'm close to the forties. So I definitely enjoy all of them as well. And I know you have a publishing company as well as you have um, a coaching company. So just give us some of the platforms that we can follow you. Um, So again, I'm a social media person. That's all God has called me to serve. I show up on my platforms to be an inspiration to person. So definitely check me out on LinkedIn, crystalsd.com, on Facebook, crystalsd.com, on Instagram, um, crystalday.com. I'm everywhere. I believe me. I'm at everywhere. Crystalday.com. <laughs> crystalday.com. Right. Also, um, if you believe that the Lord has placed a story in your heart, um, and you want to publish a book, um, you know, and that's a gift that I can do with my eyes shut. Right. Help you to bring that book to life. Um, I do believe that books leave a legacy after we're gone. So I do advocate that women should share their stories in our book. And as a coach, I work mostly with women of faith to turn their experiences into an empowerment-based business, right? So you, whatever you have been through, um, how can you monetize that experience? Listen, there is purpose in your pain, but there's profit in your pain too, boo. So um, I do help you to, to do that. So that's a little bit about me, but connect with me. Um, definitely check out, you know, Diary of a Jesus Girl podcast where we have real conversation, <laughs> right? We talk yeah. about the things that they don't want they're to talk real. about. Them real, yeah. them real, bad, bad, yeah. bad. <laughs> um, but um, yes, I thank Denise for this awesome platform um, that she has. You know, I don't take it lightly when somebody invite me to share, um, you know, my story, my journey. Um, and I just pray for like double, three, triple, you know, blessings and downloads and impact for you and all your listeners. Thank you. I receive it. Oh, my goodness. Ladies, I tell you all the time, we're here to bring you content. And that's my prayer at all time that we will bring you something that's relatable, something that you can apply to your life. And what better conversation it is today. Certainly want to thank our guest, Miss Crystal Day. Again, check her out at crystalday.com on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and also Daylight Publishing, right? That's your company, yes, right? Daylight yes. Publishing. So ladies, please, please. What I'm going to offer today is this. If you've listened to this podcast today and it's been a blessing to you and it really has been a blessing to you, I need you to send me an email at W, the number two W podcast show at gmail.com or follow me on Facebook, Instagram for W2W podcast. And what I want you to do is to take a picture, take a selfie and send an email as well. And let me know how this show has inspired you this particular episode. And I am willing to purchase the first three people that will send something in that this episode has changed your life. We're going to purchase that copy for you. A gift from woman to woman to you. So please, ladies. And I want to just add another gift. I have a course that goes with a book called Unlock Your God-Given Gift. So if Denise, when Denise buy the book, she let me know and I give you access to that course for free. So what? you're getting double gifts. Oh! 
So ladies, come on. The first three emails I get, that's it. So let me give you the email address again. That's W, the number two W, podcast show at gmail.com. Or jump on my Instagram at W2W podcast. All right. So again, Crystal, thank you so much. And if you want to reach out to Crystal again, it's crystalday.com. As simple as that. This is Diary of a Jesus Girl. Jesus Girl. Jesus Freak Girl. <laughs> thank I you love so him. much, Crystal. <laughs> I love you, Denise. Love you. I love you. Love you. Yeah. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much for coming.